What's up, VFAM? For episode 20, I chat with the host of the daily Web3 Stoop Twitter space, Ian Tiska. Ian and I talk about his origin story into the space, what inspired him to start the VFriends Helping VFriends Twitter space, which is now known as Web3 Stoop, as well as many other awesome topics. It was sincerely amazing getting to know Ian more throughout this session. He's one, just one of those genuine VFriends that the community should be proud of, and uh, I look forward to many more conversations and hanging out in his space because uh, it's an amazing, amazing, inviting place. Uh, but without further ado, let's get to that conversation. I understand what people may think, but listen, this court is unbelievable. Again, back to the community I built, it's just kind. It's, you know, it's nice, it's thoughtful. Tons of moves, learning, unbelievable OGs coming in and helping. And that is a game changer. Our grandparents did not have this. That to me excites me. I mean, I've spent the last 12 years building Gary Vee. I want this to be my Harry Potter, my Pokemon, my Smurfs. Like, this is a very big ambition for me. I will spend the rest of my life building this intellectual property. You are now listening to the VFAM Sessions Podcast with your host, Mr. Messer. Oh yeah. Subscribe, like. All right, VFAM, we're back. I have Mr. Messer Rob here with another amazing episode of the VFAM Sessions. I'm here with our friend, Tiska Tech, uh, Mr. Ian. Ian, how are you? Thanks so much for coming on. I'm doing good, man. Happy uh, Thursday. I appreciate you hosting me, and I'm glad that we were able to work out our schedules with this one. Amazing, amazing. Um, you know, I'm. you've been on my, my list for a while to, to get on here, and I'm so happy we can finally do this. Um, so I know you're, you're a busy guy. You have a space, your, your daily space right after this, so I'm going to jump right into it. Um, if you don't mind for, for the listeners, just give us – let's start at the beginning. Give us just some context you know, 55 seconds or so on who, who you are, um, your background pre, pre V fans. Ooh. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll just keep kind of keep it quick. If it's 55 seconds, uh, I've just kind of always been experimenting with content. I, you know, the internet was how I was able to connect with people and kind of be able to, I was in that generation of one of those digital natives. I grew up with technology all around me. So, you know, it, internet was the way I connected with people. So before VFriends, it was kind of like, I was just stumbling around different things and testing out different stuff. I was on TikTok for a little bit. I was doing Facebook and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and now I'm on Twitter doing VFriends, helping VFriends. And uh, yeah, I've just been kind of sticking with it because it seems to be working. Amazing. Uh, so, so now we'll we'll take it back to to the beginning. When did you first hear the name Gary V? Ooh, okay. So that's funny. So, uh, and I, I got to bring up this name because I was in this class. So, if you guys remember Ty Lopez when he did the sixty seven steps and his big push on YouTube. I was one of those people that actually got caught in that big push on YouTube. So I paid the $67 and it probably wasn't until like two or three months after I was like consuming the Ty Lopez content that Gary started showing up on my feed. Um, ah. And yeah, he, he, I feel like he first started with Facebook and it was actually shortly thereafter that I had met like a mentor of mine that had guided me in the, in my earlier years. This is about five years ago now. 
Um, yeah, like I had to guide me in my earlier years in this uh, online entrepreneurship, as we, as you, as I think we, we call it. But yeah, it was kind of just like someone who had introduced me, had helped me understand the world a little bit better. And uh, yeah, so here I am today kind of doing my thing. So Ty Lopez was your guy into yeah. this kind of world of, of influencers. Interesting. He He's probably one that I have the least context of. Um, I, I've been to some of his lives, though. I, I I think I have the the sense and the flavor of what he's all about. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say, like, yeah, I was his, like, biggest student. I wasn't one of the – I'm going to go into the social media marketing or anything. I think just at that time, um, you know, I, I had just kind of started coming out of – some bad, I don't want to say relationships, but like just bad interactions with people. And I think it gave me um, like a, a, a little bit of something else to grasp onto, especially like, uh, I guess we'll go philosophical here, right? Uh, in a world where there's a lot of nihilism, I feel like at least the 67 steps when it had come out and it had been introduced to me, it had kind of like given me a guiding post away from becoming just a nihilistic troll, asshole, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Right. I, I hear you. I hear you. So you get introduced to Gary just because it's in that same sphere of kind of content. Um, are, are you one of these guys that didn't really care for him at the beginning? Did you buy in? Did you like his energy? Um, yeah, what, no, I did, I, how, how well I, did you I, adopt I, him? So this is actually a funny story. I, I actually haven't addressed this with anybody, and I've been curious as to where if we're going to go into this. Uh, yeah, so I have been following Gary for a long while. Um, I want to say, yeah, probably the five years. And I never, I don't want to say I never really had a problem with him. Um, I would say he definitely had that abrasive style. And I know for me, that is something that I need. Like, I wear a New York hat. Like, um, I, I'm, I can put up in a, a New York personality i may be from connecticut but you know i do understand <laughs> the new york mindset and so i've always needed kind of like that um like kind of abrasive in your face person uh but i will say um after uh, it was like going into covid i just like i i i want to say i overdid it with like audiobooks information and it just feels like it was a lot of one-way conversation so it was a lot of me just listening but i wasn't able to respond um and so during covid at like a really like a dark time in my life um i had kind of turned against gary for a little bit and have put out like some content i made an account which is actually tiska tech but without the underscore um and like so i I wasn't a fan of Gary because it almost felt like he was like too much. He was everywhere. And it's just like, I didn't feel like, um, you know, I, I, I just had like some personal things that I had to go through. But Gary was the person that kept popping up on my feed. Um, so yeah, it took me a little bit. And then, and then after I kind of went through a little bit of recovery, I went through like a stay at a mental health Institute, um, kind of took a step back from everything. and was kind of like able to rebalance out and, Shortly after that, Gary had launched the V Friends project, and I was kind of like, okay, like I've always known crypto. I was like started to do Clubhouse. I was kind of aware of Bored Apes and what was brewing in this NFT technology. And so I like heard about V Friends, and it wasn't until like six months after or so that I really like took that deep step forward into the V Friends ecosystem. 
Ah, interesting. Interesting. And I appreciate, thank you so much for your transparency. So you, you know, I, I, I wonder like, because of the, the place you were in, do you think you kind of turned on him because he was going back to the abrasiveness? Was he telling you things that you wanted to, that you needed to hear, but you weren't ready to accept? Like maybe it was the positivity. Maybe it was like the messaging. I don't know. I just think it's an interesting thing yes. while we're on it. I think, yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I think is those and I'm not trying know. to like Dr. Phil you or anything. Yeah, I just not. think it's an interesting point. Yeah. And as those that do know, like I am very much about transparency. Like I just try and just tell it as it is. And I don't totally. mind hold the bad, even if it made, made me look bad. Like I think it's important to own that kind of those vulnerabilities because this is like an opportunity that if I don't say something now, right. And then like in another six, eight, 12 months, someone happens to see this other account like oh what is this and then they see all this stuff and like they won't put two and two together so like this right this is one of the opportunities right but i think for me what was going on at the time and um i would say that it, i've seen gary make a subtle shift um in his content i don't know if it i don't want to like say that it was for me but i think enough people were starting to recognize it but i think um and it's something I would love to kind of get into, like if Gary ever listened to this and, you know, there's like, what is one thing that I would love to ask Gary? Um, I would love for him to give us an understanding of what is enough for him. Um, because at that time I was listening to Ryan Holiday and one of his things about, I want to say it was either Ego is the Enemy or one of those series within that stoic philosophy book was kind of like, there are people that do reach too far and there is never enough for them and they're never satisfied. And so kind of like, that's something I've always considered just like Gary's at this point. And at this time, this was during COVID. This was when like everything was starting to get locked down and shut down. I was still getting this content. So it was just like a, a lot of bad timing. And I think the other thing for me was like, it felt like for a long time I was spinning my wheels like in, because of where I was, maybe the people in my life, the circles of influence that I had been exposed to in Connecticut. Um, it just felt like I kept spinning my wheels, but I wasn't ever getting traction or anything. And it just like, I was starting to get so irritated that like this persona, I guess, like you, like if I was going to put it any type of way, like this dark side um, kind of came out and was like, uh, like, Gary puts out this very abrasive content. So like the content that I put out was kind of like the abrasive match to Gary's abrasiveness. So it was like, if you didn't know Gary, it was like my content has zero context to it. But if you did, it was kind of like you could, I, I can understand what the fuck I, what, what I was trying to do, but like it definitely could come off as very abrasive. Ah, uh, gotcha. I, I still I, have that. I, I don't know if you guys, if you guys have seen that, but like I do, still kind of have that energy. I don't deploy it that often, but I still can pull it out when I need to. I I, I feel you, and we'll we'll get into be friends, helping be friends, and, and the the vibe of that in a second. Uh, but I, I appreciate all the context. I know uh, listeners will as well, and um, you know, I hopefully he, he hears this. Uh, so, um, awesome, awesome. So, let's go back to um on the timeline to uh, like May, May ish, 2021. So you're getting back into this, your V friends is catching your eye, the, the project. Are you, yeah. are you one of those guys that was in the discord and the clubhouse? Yes, I was, I was okay. in the discord, but I wasn't in the clubhouses. Um, and I was kind of, 
at the time that like Bored Apes and all these things were going on on Clubhouse. I was aware of them. I knew about them. I would pop into the rooms. Like I remember being in a few clubhouses with, uh, remember Drake and Josh? Remember Drake Bell? I remember being yeah. in clubhouses with him. I remember early clubhouses. Like before, I remember even before Farouk came, became like an NFT influencer. Like Farouk was just being Farouk. And then kind of Web3 NFTs happened and it became what he is. He has Rug Radio now and everything. So I do oh, remember. So you, were, you were there in the early days. Yeah, I remember that, but I wasn't as active as I am now. And at that time, like this was, this was probably like six months, a year removed um, from like my mental breakdown. I had a friend that also passed away that was like very meaningful for me so it was kind of like just uh, i was in a year of recovery i want to say that was during this bull run so i was on clubhouse and meeting people but like we weren't talking about nfts and stuff and so so i was still learning the social audio aspect and i was still even before that i was spending time with people on like discord on like discord yeah. voice chats so i was already used to somewhat maintaining a group call vibe tone like not cutting people off so like it, it had definitely been a series of things to lead me into where i am now obviously interesting and you know when that when we at first launched are you are you someone that that got in or did, are you someone that uh you know wish you could have had or we just kind of have casually I'll say, Casually. I'll say two things. So I remember when book games came out and Gary was like, if you order 12 of these uh, 12 and a half books, then or no, yeah, it was 12, right? Yeah. For every 12 this year. For every dozen you got. Yeah. So like, like it was August, 2021. He, he was on live for hours. Yes, exactly. And so, so I, I had actually ordered, I put in one order, but I was like, a, I want to say a day late. Cause I wasn't checking the discord as often. I didn't, I wasn't using discord heavily at that time. So I wasn't checking it too often. So I actually put in the order for the 12, but then I, when I went to go fill out the form, there was only the 24 hour window. And because there was only the 24 hour window, they said, oh, well you can't now. So I was like, well, I'm not going to do that then. Like, why am I going to order 12 books? I'm not even going to get a book game for us. So what's the point? I could, I could afford the 240 at that time. And I think it was going to be like, it wasn't gonna, even going to be until later. So I didn't even need to have right. it at that time. So, but it was just, I, I I think it was like 36 hours later, and so I didn't have it. Then, lo and behold, I find out like another six months later, I could have actually submitted my thing and still gotten it. And apparently, I had no idea about that. But that, at that point, I was like, okay, well, I don't think this time, I don't think the NFC space is the time for me right now. I'm just going to sit back and watch, like just like I always have. And yeah, just kind of from that, I, I do remember when the mint happened. I mean, I wanted like a gift go. I wanted some of these other bigger ones, obviously, but my eyes are bigger than my stomach and I, you know, I couldn't afford those prices. Um, so I didn't get anything during the mint. And I want to say- You were window shopping like me. Yeah, exactly. I did a lot of window <laughs> shopping. I was kind of like looking, I was like, ooh, I mean, how, do I, how can I even figure out how to get like 20 ETH right now? Like ETH is four grand. Like how, do, how am I even gonna do this? Um, so I, I was paying attention to it. Like I, I logged in, I kind of like checked it out. I was like, okay, this is cool. I didn't even have like half an ETH at the time. I had zero ETH. I was talking with my girlfriend who I now live with. Um, so like we were spending a lot of time together. So just, it wasn't a priority for me. Um, but yeah, and then I guess we can get into it a little bit. I'm sure the next question will lead into it. 
Um, well, my next question is, you know, how, because, you know, where everyone's well aware, if you know anything about the space, you don't need a token to be part of the community. So, you know, how much are you tapping in? I know you were and said you were on Discord, you were early Clubhouse. Are you tapping into the spaces that, as that becomes more of a thing? Are you in Discord? Like, how are you, you know, for the, that first year be, before you became who you are? with vFriends, so um, helping vFriends, where are you in the community? Are you? Uh, I mean, I would say it wasn't until, <laughs> yeah, so if, so if we're still tracking and we're in August right now, I kind of, August, the book games rolls out. I don't participate. I could have, but I don't. Um, and so then I kind of pull away from NFTs, crypto. I'm, I'm paying attention still, but I'm not, as heavy because i'm preparing to move so like i had kind of been working at it for i want to say like like year so i mean a year even before like nfts was going on it was kind of like in my plans that i was going to move from connecticut to the bay area i just didn't i didn't want to do it too quickly i didn't want to rush things and like make it happen i was just gonna kind of let it happen but i gave myself a hard target of when i was going to leave and that was going to be january of this year so last year a year ago 2020 yeah a year ago 2022 i should say yeah the year ago 2022 um i packed up my i had like a u-haul uh, i packed it up from of some stuff and put my cat in my car and then u-haul picked up my container and they shipped it to here and then i drove for two weeks uh and uh, along the journey uh, I drive through like Washington D.C., the Carolinas. I'm in Tennessee, like the back roads of Tennessee, driving up in Nashville, and I got absolutely hammered in Nashville. So I drove through Memphis, hung over from my night in Nashville, stayed in Arkansas. I'm like, so I drive across the country and I stop in Arizona, um, and I had been connecting with somebody um, who runs the Phoenix Fashion Week in Arizona, and. He's like, well, while you're in town, we'll go to dinner and be for me or whatever. He said it was on him, uh, and but he was inviting a friend. Well, his friend happened to be Sal DeGuardia. Ah, so we're chatting. The guy knows that I'm a crypto person because I've been kind of like doing more clubhouses. Like this is. I'm tapping back into crypto again. Like for those that don't know, I've been into Bitcoin. Like I remember hearing about Bitcoin in late 2012, early 2013. Like I remember building a miner before there was YouTube and what we like have today as far as the pools and stuff. So I've been in here for a while. Um, so I was like slowly starting to attend more spaces, slowly starting to be in more clubhouses. Uh, and, and since I'm, so I meet Sal and we get into it and, and he says he's a V friend. Okay, cool. I get his number and I see that he's doing clubhouse. Good morning V friends. Uh, and this is, I want to say, yeah, February of 2022. I just started kind of doing those. I get out here. I'm like, I'm settling in. I, like start doing delivery driving. I don't quite have a job yet. I'm trying to make money through other means. So I'm like delivery driving and seeing what I can do with other opportunities. Nothing really pans out, but I continue to do the spaces. And and I notice, you know, I remember coming up like 
up to VCon, like there was Patron that was doing the late night rooms that like Kevin Rose popped in. I remember Mosher's room when he was doing like the meeting of the minds. I remember Jeremy when he was like doing the Jeremy knows AMAs and he would just go on and talk for a while before it was the GMV friends as it is today with Jeremy. Right. So like I was going to those rooms. I remember like Sal was one of my biggest inspirations for why I should start doing my own clubhouse. Uh, and that's, kind of went so i wasn't and i wouldn't say i was like tapping huge into the community even even to this day like i don't tap big into discord because it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me i prefer kind of chatting with you guys and like we're sitting here with our pfps and having these conversations as we do amazing and i mean you you covered all of your bases with, with those communities um spaces all over the the map uh, yeah, and I'm with you. I'm I'm very transparent. I'm not a big Discord guy at all. You know, if J- Gary's dropping, uh, you know, goo rare robots, I'll pop in just to. But even that, it's like, but but even that, it's just I don't know. To me, that doesn't feel like the best like use of it. I, it does feel like it, it could tap into more of us on Twitter and like get us more active together on Twitter. Totally, totally. I, I'm with you. Uh, I I like the bio of Twitter. Uh, more from a you know community home yeah standpoint so where on the the timeline do you create or start that first v friends helping v friends space and part b of that question why was it called v friends helping v friends what was your so what was your goal there so it's kind of funny um so for me and this was like still before, so VCon has now happened and now everyone's back and we're leading into the VF2s, right? Uh, so timeline wise, I kind of started to recognize like a need for space, for a space that was like, again, like contextually before Patron's room but typically Jeremy's would be like three o'clock my time. So it was like still too early. Like you would have a few rooms, but there really didn't seem to be like a good early evening room that like was consistent. That was a V friends room. Like any V friend knew that they could come in and we would just hang out and have conversation. Whatever happened, happened just like in Patron's room. Um, So it was kind of like, that was like my original goal. Um, but I didn't feel, and I don't want to say worthy, but I was still, again, at this time new in the community. Cause I'd only just come in now, probably two, three months, um, before VCon. So VCon happened. And so I put out like, uh, no, I didn't put out a guy had put out, um, a tweet, Marty, um, had put out a tweet about, Hey, like, I know we all have this energy after VCon. Um, we should all like keep each other accountable, tap in with each other, like like this tweet or respond if you want to like keep this fire going after VCon. I was like, I'm with it. I think the best way to do that is on Discord. Like we can all stay on top of each other. We can do certain things with Discord. So me and him get on a call. And then he introduces me to his friend Greg, who's actually three heads creating, who is in Connecticut funny story and who like i had funny enough like to throw it back when i was in that tiktok phase before like that i threw out early early in the interview i like greg was one of like 
the five people that I interacted with, like when I was in a really dark time and Greg was one of those people like totally stood out to me. So, so it's me, Greg and Marty and Greg started it actually. So Greg came out with the title of V friends helping V friends. And I had titled our discord, the V verse collaboration chamber, which was because yeah. I was also working on something else that like, so I was using V verse as like the, the community thing to put people into. So I, it was like, okay, I really like that. Um, and so Greg would like to schedule it or I would schedule it. And then things became busy. I mean, life goes on and this was the summer now, like we're going into June, July, August of this year, like three, four months ago, like, things are starting to kind of get crazy. We probably started our space like two weeks after VCon and the bear market happened shortly thereafter. Like the series two main thing happened shortly thereafter. So there was like a few things, but I, all in all, I, I knew I wanted to start it. I just didn't feel I had the qualifications and obviously now I know I'm, that was just me doing that to myself, but um, I don't, I wouldn't do it any other way, right? I think it is important that, you know, serendipity happens. The people that you have no idea what could happen, like just by letting uh, you following your instinct. So I think like, I wouldn't change it any other way, but yeah, I didn't, I'm glad that I started with them, but I'm still here going strong. Cause really, it, it was me that really pushed them to start doing the spaces in the beginning anyway. I said, I knew that this is what we needed to do. Amazing. And you're still at it months later. And kudos because it's it's hard it's so hard for people to to like raise their hand just to go on stage, never mind starting something, you know, feeling like you don't have, you know, an, enough followers, you don't have the, the experience, whatever, whatever excuse you're gonna tell yourself. Um so so hats off to you for doing it and and sticking with it, that that consistency. And I'm sure there was times where you felt like not, you know pulling out your phone and, and starting the space yeah, I mean, and, and just being happen. on Even now, like it does happen every once in a while. Uh, there was like a week I took off cause I did have COVID. So like that was that. And then I think like the Thursday before new year's was like the only days that I really took off. So, yeah, I mean, you're, you're 8 PM Monday through Friday or 8 PM Eastern time. Yep. Monday through Friday, which, um, in full transparency, tough time for me, but I, I have been in t to an, enough of V friends helping V friends now. Web three stoop. By the way, is that a permanent name change? Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's a, okay. a rebranding, I guess. I, I love it. I, I love both names, but I, I totally see why you would um, open the scope a little bit. Um, love the Web three stoop. Yeah, and I figured and, also like the reason that I had done it, and it was like. Again, I had it was just like the tagline to V Friends How We V Friends. So for a while, like I didn't think people were paying attention. But I think for me, like the V verse, like yes, it's great, but I'm not really doing anything with that anymore. So I actually like deleted the Discord that we had and I've taken a, a step back from that. But I decided like Web3 Soup was gonna be it because um I figured the best way for me, at least like me recognizing that I have this skill, right? I'm going to kind of take this energy. I can put it towards something, build it over the next three, four years and just kind of see what it becomes. Um, but I have a V friends, how we V friends also doing a nerds collective space that I'm going to do on Saturdays. I'm trying to like build those up a little bit more and tap into that community. So I figured like the web three stoop will be the umbrella. And under that, I can run a series of shows. That's awesome. Amazing. 
Um, on, on November 9th, you tweeted, low-key contemplating filling out a speaker application for VCon. Uh, there may have been more of that tweet, but that was the gist of it. I, I don't have the the one I'm about to say. I don't have the actual date or the exact copy, but essentially it was you filled out the speaker form. Yes, I did. What happened in there? And does you hosting these spaces consistently have anything to do with it? What happened in your mindset there? Well, I mean, um, you went from you went from low key contemplating to like this shit's done. Well, uh, I would say that it was probably our conversation with Andy. Um, I don't know if you wanted to get into that or how you wanted to get into that, but when we did host Andy on uh, the spaces, one of like there was two things that he had said. Like the biggest one to me was um, this year that they were taking um, speaker um, speaker applications very serious. Um, and to me, like that was more a signal of you don't have to, at least the way, the way that I had gotten it was, it doesn't seem to be that you have to have a million followers as a community member to become a community speaker. Um, but it really was just kind of there. They are going to give it like an actual shot, not just like, oh yeah, we got like three spots and you know, they're going to go to the Paul brothers because they both own one V friend. Right. So it's like, right that was one thing. And the other thing was like, don't say no to myself. Um, and I like Isaiah not gambler has been tapping into that too. It's just like, you know, not saying no to myself. And he told me like, he would be disappointed if I didn't put in an application. So I said, you know what, I'm not going to disappoint Andy. I'm going to put in this application and I'm going to see what happens. Um, I'm not like, I don't have this unreasonable expectation of like, they're going to put me in there because like Andy's and he definitely like highlighted that too. But it really, it, I just think, it would be nice. And, and the only thing that I would do if I was going to be a speaker is talk about why businesses, projects, NFT people do need to be on more Twitter spaces and what the power of Twitter spaces is. Uh, I love it. I love it. Um, but to, to that point in that same realm. So Andy had been on your space on October 18th, I believe. And um, and I'm going to read a, I'm going to read a couple tweets and I just for context for listeners, because I think this, this series of events is we're going to look back at and in the, in this kind of V V fam world, I think it, it's a huge, huge um, turn of events as far as the, the team and the community kind of locking hands and pulling each other a little bit closer. Um, so on December 8th, 2022, you tweeted, I've been watching and learning a lot. I form my own opinions and conclusions. I'm fully, I'm not fully informed and I'm open to change my feelings, thoughts and conclusions based on new information. But that being said, I don't feel like at Andy Cranach is a good fit as CEO of eFriends. Um, before I read the second one, just give a quick thought of, you know, why you felt compelled to have that. You don't need to go too into it. Yeah. Share as little as much as you want. Like what, what made you, at that. that time, tweet that. Yeah, so uh, I would say that kind of my tweet was more a meta response to conversations that I had listened to, and I have been listening to, and it did feel as if V Friends community, as a community, did put a lot of their grievings or issues at Gary's feet. And I do agree that Gary is the founder of the project, so he does level some responsibility. But I, I also did notice that there was never really it didn't feel as if people would like look at andy um but i like andy's the president 
so if anything happens, Andy knows about it. And what had happened was with the Flexi NFT app, there was the kind of the thing with Jacob Brown. There was a few other like series of events that had happened during that week. I can't remember all of them, but it just like, I just wanted were high. Yeah. I just wanted to insert into the conversation. And again, like, and I think I've always said this and I did, I put out that tweet and then I sat on a five hour Twitter space defending this tweet. So it was kind of like, it was an interesting moment for sure. I didn't think it would cause that. I didn't think I was that influential, but clearly it it sparked some emotion uh, and people definitely got rallied behind it. Uh, But like, I, I never attack Andy. Like I think Andy as a person is amazing at just at that time. And what I was trying to put out was like, we're going to have this conversation and keep putting at Gary's feet. Like there is somebody else here too. And he is just as equally culpable in this. Mm. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And yeah, I, I, I tapped into a, a lot of spaces during that time and you know, the Jacob stuff was happening, but not only that, the emotions I think were escalated because people were a lot of people were flooding in to your point, like the spaces were getting well attended and all people were bringing up situations from, uh, months ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not going to list all of them, but you know, people were bringing back, uh, you know, opening up wounds again from, from past grievances with the team. So, uh, that happened around December 8th, December 13th, he comes on. Yeah. Which is actually, and I'll address this too, because yeah. there is a reason, a specific reason, and Andy did tell me this on the call, because me and him had gotten on a call. There was a specific... Be- before or after he came on the space? Yeah, this was, this was before. Before he came on yeah, the suit. Yeah, so, okay. so I put out that tweet, like, December 8th. I think it was like a Thursday or a Friday. And I feel like it was either a Saturday or a Sunday. One member of the community, like, I won't name them, but one member of the community gone through and written, like, a very like divisive, like toxic thread to my response and essentially like tried to make me feel bad for formulating my own opinion and putting it out there, calling me a terrible V friends host. Like I need to stop eating Doritos when I'm doing that. Like there was a lot of things that were said that were very toxic. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I kind of tagged Andy and was like, is this what we want in the community? Like, is this really how we wanted this to be? Um, so Andy had seen that. And it was because of that tweet that Andy was like, okay, I, I guess I can address this. And it was one of those opportunities. So, so that had happened. And then I feel like it was that next week, early that week, like that Tuesday, we got on a quick 20 minute call, kind of just hashed it out. I told him like, look, you know, again, it was nothing personal towards him. I just, I wanted to insert something into the conversation. He was like totally receptive to it. He knew I wasn't coming at him. He just, this is what he signed up for. Like it's part of the job. He's going to get like this. And, uh, and you're right. Like from this, I've, I've definitely seen like a transition from the team, from him. Like there's definitely, they do seem to be more receptive and open to the community. Um, and I think that was because I just went in with a level head. I really just wanted to, represent as a member of the community not ian getting something from andy but like just a member of the community giving them some feedback awesome and you know just just to come full circle here on the same day on december 13th you tweeted again i openly criticized andy last week i reserve the right to change my opinion after a good conversation today i can say i did change that opinion here's the building brick by brick um so i i think that you know in your position, I think you really, I think you've just followed through. Like, I think you 
played it the, the best you could very authentically. And to your point earlier in the interview, you said, you know, you, you're all about transparency. And I, I think that was, that was really well done. Like just hats off to you because a lot of people, um, you know, wouldn't write that second tweet. Um, so, and I'm, and I'm someone that kind of, so my context is you, you put that out. I think on the same day that I posted Andy's episode of this show. I think so. So I, I, I had just talked to him a week prior and I, like we, we talked on the record. We talked off the record when it was recording. And I'm like, that's like my second or third time interacting with him. And in my head, I'm like, man, like he's just like a good dude. Like I, I hope like people aren't going to like overreact and come out for, you know, for his job. Um, you know, in this fashion. So I wasn't going against you, but I want, I felt like, like, come yeah, on, man, like, let's, let's give him a chance. Exactly. So, and that's what I want was like this open dialogue. And I was, I was just asking for feedback, right? Like, Hey, look, this is the opinion that I've formed. And I love feedback from other people. And I got a range of different feedback. Some of it was great. Some of it I didn't feel was great. And, uh, and over time, I think all of us have been able to kind of grow out of this. And I think the community is a lot stronger for it. I, and I, I agree. And, you know, I think I I think it's worthy of a question. You know, he Andy did reach out to to you and and me and some other community members just for a chat to, like, just tap in a little bit more. And like, I wonder, like, do you, does that happen without you putting that out and just getting those wheels in motion? Um, and I know I a, a, a lot of a lot of good things are going to happen from those conversations. Yeah. And I wonder the same thing. But I think for me, um you know, it is important, right? I think hubris and we can look at like SBF and FTX and that whole debacle, which is also like similarly right around the same time, um, kind of his downfall was hubris and ego, right? Um, I think really I could say, yeah, you know, I was that spark and I could, I could pat myself and pat myself on the back. But I mean, what's that really going to do? I think, I think we just got to keep going brick by brick. I just keep showing up, keep doing spaces you know, funny enough, like the that week or during those couple of weeks with all that stuff going on, I was getting 100 people, 30 people, 50 people. And the, last week I had like no more than six people in the space. So it was like, it's going to ebb and flow, but I just continue to show up and I continue, continue to keep doing V-Friends, helping V-Friends, which is in five minutes. Awesome. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna wrap this up real quick. Um, man, but yeah, I could jam for, for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh Real quick, uh, October 30th, you tweeted, October 30th, 2022, you said of all the communities out there, I think VF, VFriends is the dopest and strongest of them all. What does that word even mean to you? What does community mean to you? Uh, and it's, it's funny that you say this because uh, I was having this conversation with my girlfriend uh, the other day because she's like in a community too. And I do feel community is an overused term. Um, I think, all right, if we put, if we put community on a spectrum, I think on one end, you can say like community. Then on the other end of that spectrum, you can say like a mastermind. Right. And I think, I think community is people organizing around a similar interest topic or relationship. Right. So we all have a relationship to Gary. Gary has V friends. We all bought and are invested into these V friends and what Gary's doing. So therefore we're a Gary V V friend community. Um, conversely, right, I think in a mastermind, the inherent interest or topic is betterment and helping each other. Um, so like we're in a community like a Jets or you're a Porsche fanboy, 
Um, you don't pay to be involved in that community in a mastermind because the intent is like, we're going to learn and get value from each other. Like you have to pay to be involved with that. So like, I think to me, a community is just when people organize around similar interests and, and they're able to express themselves within that community. And we have our own subculture because we're in this little community. I love that. Super thoughtful answer. Uh, one, one last question, then we're going to do a really quick spitfire to end. What character, what VFriends character do you think you need to spend more time with? In other words, who do you need to get their juju? Just by osmosis. See, my like loaded answer is always patient panda because I think patience is just really important. But I think I and I, I don't know all of them. Um, but I think I think spiffy salmon. I think I need to figure out how to be more spiffy. I, f- I fucking love that. That's an amazing answer. Um, I haven't heard that one before. Awesome. So real quick, micro macro spitfire. This last segment is called you can, I'm going to rattle off a whole bunch of questions. You could give a real quick macro yes or no, or you could get the microscope out and explain why your answer is whatever it is. Yeah. All right. Uh, someone, if someone is just getting into V friends today, who is one person that they need to follow? Jeremy. Jeremy. No. Uh, <laughs> favorite teacher you've had and one reason why. Mr. Baumgartner, uh, my high school social studies teacher, uh, I think he was like my first mentor slash second father. He taught me a lot. What's the secret talent that most people don't know that you have? Um, I am on the spectrum. Uh, so I've spent an inordinate amount of time learning myself and my social interactions. So I do spend quite a lot of time. I'm very socially aware, but I also pay attention to a lot of you. Uh, WWE as a kid, yes or no? No. Favorite concert you've ever been to? Ooh, uh, I went to a J. Cole Big Sean concert that was really good, but I also saw B.O.B. when I was in college and he did like our spring Great. concert and that was pretty sick too. Nice. Uh, if you could only keep one social media platform, what would it be? Uh, I mean, obviously Twitter. We know that this year's VCon is going to be at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, but what is your early prediction for VCon 2024? What city? I'm going to say it's going to be international. I don't know where it would be international, but I think it'll be international. Gratitude Gorilla or Patient Pig? Uh, Patient Pig, but I prefer to replace it with a panda. Paperhands Pony or the Koala of 2025? Uh, probably the Koala. Would you rather have a group, two, a two-hour group dinner, so let's say you and nine other people with Gary, or a 10-minute one-on-one? I think a group dinner with Gary, because I feel like, and I, I'll put this out there, like if you guys wait in line to meet Gary, I'm not doing that. Um, I think Gary and I will meet when the time is right and when things work out and I'm not going to force it or put myself through anything that I don't need to. I think it, when it's the, when the time's right, the master presents himself. I love that. And you, you already answered this, but I'm going to ask it one more time just because I really liked it. If you could ask Gary one question and he had to answer it, what would it be? When is enough enough? And um, 
you're you're awesome, man. I really appreciate you coming on and your transparency and just your your whole vibe. Um, keep on doing those spaces. And um, can you shout it out one more time? Where can we find you every, Monday through Friday? Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, V Friends Helping V Friends at the Web3 Stoop uh, or at Tisca Tech. Uh, but uh, I think eventually we'll transition to the Web3 Stoop. So if you look that up, it is out there. Amazing. Appreciate you, brother. And we will talk soon. Thank, thank you. We'll talk soon. Hey, thank you so much for listening to the VFAM Sessions podcast. It would truly make my day if you took just five seconds to subscribe to the podcast. And if I'm lucky, maybe another five to share out the episode on Twitter so that you and the other members of the community will be able to enjoy all the amazing stories that this family has to offer for the next 55 years. Appreciate you, fam.